Curious, competitive, compassionate. Salespeople are drawn to their careers in much the same way musicians are drawn to music. Once you've learned the language of sales, the beauty is in your ability to personally interpret what you've learned to suit your personality, your interest, and your skill. My name is Roger Burnett, and this is the So You're in Sales podcast, where we consider ways to grow as people as we advance in our careers and learn firsthand from those ahead of us on the path to accelerate our journey. I'm lucky to get to talk every two weeks with entrepreneurs, business owners, thought leaders, authors, and people of all walks of life, each with a unique story to share and a look at their lessons along the way. Prepare to be educated, informed, entertained, and inspired. This is the So You're in Sales podcast. This episode of the So You're in Sales podcast is brought to you by Badger Maps. Do you work in field sales? Then you've experienced what I've experienced, leaving the house, driving around, visiting customers, and popping into potential new accounts without having a real plan of action. It's easy to waste time driving around until I tried Badger. Badger is a route planner for field sales teams, and it can help you sell up to 25% more by optimizing your driving routes and meeting schedule. Cool, right? Badger can knock 20% off the amount of time you spend driving around each day, and that's more time to get deals closed. Badger will also automatically update your customer information in your CRM, so it'll get your sales manager off your back too. Never be late to a sales meeting again, and start your free trial of Badger Maps today by heading to badgermaps.com slash podcast. That's badgermaps.com podcast and start your free trial today. The So You're in Sales podcast has never been afraid to have a repeat guest, and this episode is no different as I welcome back Terry Bean for a discussion. Terry has been a master connector in the Metro Detroit area dating back to pre-2008 recession era and has done a masterful job of bringing together both the in-person and the virtual connections that are really a hallmark of what is necessary in order to be considered a master networker in the marketplace today. He's in the midst of a career change that sees him really working on leveraging the network that he's created over the past few years and putting himself in a position to be able to once and for all capitalize on the value that he's been able to create in that community. It's going to take a little bit of him reimagining himself and this discussion in many ways is an exercise in Terry presenting to us and to the rest of the marketplace what it is that he might be in this latest version of himself. I thought it was a really interesting discussion. I think you will too. Give it a listen. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce you to the next Terry Bean, not the former Terry Bean. We are talking now to the next Terry Bean. So Terry Bean, what's up, man? What's up indeed? How you doing, Roger? It's good to see you. As always, ma'am. As so always. Love you dangled much. these words in front of me in combination that I was intrigued by the, the concept of relationship development management. So Terry Bean, what do those three words together in tandem mean to you and to our listeners? What, what does that mean? 
So, you know, business, uh, we've been saying at Motor City Connect since basically the dawn of its existence that all business is relationship business, right? We've heard it for years that all things being equal, people will do business with people they know, they like, and they trust. And so if that's the case, then you'd better get really, really good relatively quickly at building relationships, building trust being likable, right? And how you're out there and getting known. You were at TEDx Detroit the other day, and I gave a little interlude talk that was just simply titled, How You're Known. So these things are all really, really important. And I think in this next phase of the Terry Bean life, I'm going to just dive wholeheartedly into helping people get there quicker, more efficiently. Mm -hmm. Uh, for most folks, the, it's the end that they seek, not the path. Sure. So for folks who might be interested in this whole idea of like, okay, so Terry Bean is going to, he's going to help me do that, flatten my curve. What are some of the methodologies behind that process for the interested? So that's interesting. That's a solid question, and I like it. So I came up with this little methodology that I call the sitch, right? And so it really starts with taking a deep dive on these five areas. Number one is what's your situation? Where are you right now, and where do you aspire to be, right? Because if you can't bridge that gap through coaching or through consulting or especially on your own, Right, you're not going to get to where you want to go. Right. So I like to I like to think of myself as a mirror. Right. So I sit here with people and I ask them questions, deep, penetrating questions, to understand that situation and where they want to go, uh, and then reflect back to you what your deepest intentions are. And I don't know that a lot of folks are. Uh, equipped to go as deep as they really need to on their own, right? Because when we're in it, we have this blind spot. Sure. Right? So that's always a challenge. Uh, The I stands for inspiration. What inspires you? Because we look at a lot of times, we talk about the what we do, but the why we do things. And you just told me a story before we hopped on about a, a cup that you have next to you that is such a strong why that you're going to continue to use that cup, right? right? That 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 cup's a game changer with obvious reasons. But that inspiration's the thing that makes the difference between, you know, my alarm just went off and I better hit the snooze button three or four more times versus I'm ready to kick the sheets off the bed and go kick today's butt, Yeah, right? So yep. inspiration's super important. The T is truth, right? What's your truth? And more importantly, what's the truth that you need to make sure other people are aware of? How do you get that message out in a way that they're actually going to hear it, right? And see it, and most importantly, feel it in their heart and feel it in their soul. Because that's that resonation piece. That's that attraction piece. Communications is the C. Occasionally, it's channels. Because if you're not broadcasting that message, right, what tools are you familiar with? What do you use? What do you like to use? Where's your audience? Again, how do you reach them? How do you dot them right between the eyes? Because if your message isn't doing that, they're not hearing it anymore. Agreed. Gone. 
And then the last is humor, right? Because ultimately, if you're going on a road of business development or more specifically entrepreneurship, I do a lot of executive coaching, man, if you don't have some level of humor, you're not going to have the tolerance, you're not going to have the stomach, you're not going to have the things that you need to go through this. Right. Because in all sincerity, it's just so much this. If you're lucky, because it could be like this. This is, a, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> this is a visual, folks. We're doing the infinity sign, the crooked lines, because it's just not a straight path to success. So those things working in tandem with one another will help the uh, attendee, the participant, the entrepreneur in the making have an understanding Right. I mean, that's really what you're trying to do in that exercise is to give someone a framework for the decision making that each of us need to make in our entrepreneurial journey. And if you don't have a solid handle on each of those five elements, it's not that you can't be successful, but you will not go as fast. You will encounter roadblocks and dead ends and things. And not to say that you won't anyway, but if you've not given yourself at least the opportunity to have that foundation in place, it just becomes that much more difficult. I look at it as a roadmap, right? So it kind of gives you the things that you're going to do. It's going to give you the things that you're going to say no to. Right. And the reality in our world, if you're not uh, a hell yeah for something, it really should be a no. This is the, the world we live in right now. How many times do you hear people talking about how busy they are? Right. But busy doesn't equal productive. Right. And so just being busy for the sake of busy is not great. And if we really mapped out our day, our week, our month, our year, we'd find that 40, if we're lucky, to 80 percent of the stuff we're actually doing moves the needle this much. Right. Right. Let's get into the fast lane and move the needle. Right. Have it be kind of, I don't want to say monumental, but have it at least be noticeable. Yeah. So this uh, this roadmap gives you kind of, and I like how you said the decision-making process, right? right? It allows you to figure out where you're going and uh, what you're going to be held accountable to, whether that's through someone like myself in the coaching space or in the consulting space, or if it's just yourself or you find yourself an accountability partner. If you haven't been specific about each of those five things, it's a lot easier to let yourself off the hook for something that you really want to accomplish. Once you've gone through that process and you've taken ownership of it, there really is no getting out of it. And you talk about accountability. It's you can have all of the accountability partners in the world that you want, but if you haven't spoken your big dream into existence, then I mean, yeah, you can have somebody hold you accountable to a goal that's not really the one that you are really meant to have. Right. You're accountable to what at that point? <laughs> if you haven't declared it, great. You know, maybe you're accountable to getting some tasks done, but that's, are you sure that those tasks are moving you in the direction that you want to go? Yep. And, and that's really, I feel like a challenge for a lot of people, new and old in business. I've been doing professional speaking now for close to 15 years. And depending on the talk, there are plenty of times when I'll ask the audience, how many of you know who, what you want to be when you grow up, right? And the amount of hands 
that go up are very limited. Or if I ask it in reverse, it's the same. How many don't know? And I'm not talking to junior high kids. I'm talking to 40, 50, maybe even older business professionals that still more than halfway through their career are kind of clueless as to where they want to go. Because we just kind of ride with life, right? And you have to co-create your life. You have to co-create. That's a good one. I may, I might uh, clip that and put it at the open. That's, yeah. that's a good one. So here we are in almost 2022 in this post-pandemic economy, this noisy, divisive, acrimonious environment that it's really, really challenging to try to carve out a niche for yourself in a way that you can make a living doing what it is that you are attempting to do. So knowing that full well, we both know it is really, really challenging at this stage of the game to, to, to shine. How, how is Terry going to market Terry services in a way that will allow you to rise above all of that noise that's out there? That's a great, great question. And I think about that way too often, right? And, <laughs> and, and you, uh, you're an erudite fellow. So uh, the thinking sometimes gets in the way of the doing, yeah. right? And, and so the, the focus for me is do, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to look at, I'm going to look at, you know, a, a carpet bomb strategy and I'm going to look <laughs> at a sniper strategy. I'm blessed to, as you know, and commented on and ridiculed me for, um, I'm blessed in having a large network, right? And, and not necessarily doing the things with it. There have been plenty of times when I'll make a post on social media and, you know, kind of clasp my hands and say, okay, well, I've done my marketing for the day. <laughs> um, and that's not enough, right? So it's, it's really about making sure that you have the air cover of social media, getting the word out, making your messaging tight and clear and frequent and relatable. And again, dotting your audience between the eyes, but it's also about identifying the people that you really, really want to talk to and doing that one-to-one kind of combat where you're getting in their inbox, you're getting in their voicemail, you're getting in their face, whatever the case may be. So it's having that combination strategy that's really going to help. And you use the word, I think you used the word niche earlier. It's about being really focused as to who you're going after, as opposed to I'm all things for all people. I of course am, but you know, from a, from a business development standpoint, if you're all things for all people, you're nothing to no one. What I know about you is uh, if you think about the marketing funnel, right? So there's awareness, consideration, decision. Yes. Gary Bean is a killer at awareness stage. Mm-hmm. You are you are the best at getting people aware of your uh, your network and even the things that like you stand for and believe in. You're very uh, transparent on social media about who Terry Bean is as a person. Even in consideration stage, that second phase, because your community is so engaged on social media. I mean. It's really challenging to try to get a community of people to interact with you on those platforms. And you've succeeded at doing that better than most that I've seen. And to me now, like for you, what this next, the next Terry Bean is decision stage, right? And what you've done well that I'm 
going to be excited to watch you do more of in this next version of yourself is I write often about this idea of not being a generalist to your point. Mm -hmm. And if I have a problem and I go to my doctor and he says, Hey, we see something weird on your MRI in your brain. We're going to send you to a brain specialist. When I go to that doctor, I am not like, well, how much is this going to cost doc? And, uh, you know, I'm not really exactly sure that you are the right brain doc. Like, like by the time I get to the expert, it's like, dude, when can we do the thing? Because they say there's a problem and I know you can fix this. So let's get to getting. So giving ourselves an opportunity to be seen for the experts that we are in the spaces that we command really almost demands that we are more adamant about decision phase because I have expertise to share. You have problems that need solved. What are we waiting for? That's right. Right. And so I'm excited to watch in the evolution of Terry being the marketer, how you're going to introduce more uh, opportunity into the decision phase to allow yourself the opportunity to close more business and do more revenue and all of the things that when, you know, let's face facts, we're small business people. It's really up to us to be the hunter, but also be the one to parse out the meat once it's happened, right? So if you can't do that at scale, it's really just a nice hobby. Right, exactly. You know, I told people years ago, I feel like I retired when I was like 39, right? <laughs> and it wasn't intentional, man. It just kind of how it worked out. I spent time doing the things I wanted to do with the people I wanted to do them, yeah. right? And that was that was fine, but it didn't build the things that I really need to build Yeah, because it wasn't scalable. And, you know, through a lot of self-diagnosis as to you know, I, I tell people all the time, we learn better when we lose than when we win. Always. We dissect more when we lose than when we win, right? And when you get deep into the weeds on stuff, you can be like, screwed this up, didn't do this, would have been better if this would have happened. Oh, boy, this would have changed. You know, for me, I you talk about the decision phase. One thing that I think is going to be very different in this element is... I, I give, I'm giving people significantly less choices to choose from, gotcha. right? I'm going to be exceedingly intentional and specific in conversation as opposed to, well, you could do it this way. You could do it this way. You could do it this way. You know, I used to joke all the time. I'm like the dude hanging off the subway in New York, opening his coat. You need a hairdryer. How about a toothbrush, <laughs> pair of panties? What are you looking for? Right. And, right. and that is not, a great business model. Google the words coffee mug and see how many choices you get back as to the ways that you can procure said coffee mug. There's this idea about the preponderance of choice. It's paralyzing. So by giving fewer choices, what you're actually doing is empowering the person to make a decision more quickly about you and what you may be able to offer that person as opposed to what I see in my industry oftentimes is every time we get a new opportunity, we restart the supply chain from scratch, which is just the craziest thing because it doesn't scale. You can't do that effectively and make the kind of success that any entrepreneur is seeking. It just, it's not a feasible thing. So to your point, if 
I can solve every person's problem because I have so many tools at my disposal, then everyone looks like a prospect and my prospecting activities are so slow (laughs) by virtue of the fact that like, I can't eliminate anyone because I feel like every one of those is something I actually could close. That's right. It's so exhausting, Terry. <laughs> it's so exhausting. And then you sit there with your uh, your pipeline of hope, right? I hope this is going to close. I hope this is going to close. I hope this is going to close. And there's a bunch of stuff in there that we, you know, we're almost counting on to be part of our community, part of our client base that had no business being in there in the first place. In the first place, exactly right. As you were thinking about the next Terry Bean, Obviously, there were this uh, path that you've chosen, which is Terry being Terry for Terry's sake. But there's all was also opportunities for you to continue to be Terry for someone else's team. Sure. Why did you choose the path you chose as opposed to plan option B? Well, so the the things that come to me organically are the things that I take a look at, right? And in the things that have come organically, I'm like, yeah, that's not going to be a fit. But if I'm if I'm being true to who I am and what I really believe, there's an independence factor about being an independent that you just can't get anywhere else. For those that have no clue, I spent the last year with a really cool insurance company. Loved the people, was running sales and marketing for them, and, and had a had a great experience. In fact, we did so well that I worked myself out of a job. That was the first time I'd gone to the same office every day for more than you know two months uh, since 2007. Yeah. Right. It's that's it's not inherently who I am. It's been it's been fun for me to go through this. Do you want to do A, B, C, or D process? And you know, the first thing I landed on, I was going to speak. That's it. I'm finally declaring it. I am a speaker. That's all I do. I speak and I find places to speak. And I I love that idea. And as I was, you know, rewriting my LinkedIn profile, as I was contemplating my talks, as I was looking at my one pager, Omicron came out. Uh And it dawned on me that there are, I believe, 19 other letters of the Greek alphabet that we haven't hit yet. So I, like, maybe now isn't the right time to invest all my eggs into that basket because they're just going to keep kicking that basket over. For those of us who have had the opportunity in our careers to do both be an entrepreneur and an employee, there are clear signs of where you're supposed to be. And (laughs) once you've become what you really are, it's really hard to do the other thing. I, I know you well enough to know that that, investment of the year you made paid you dividends in non-financial terms. 100%. 100%. And the result of the next Terry Bean is an improved version of himself because of the investment that you made in that effort. But when you're who you are and when it's clear that the independence that you seek has been removed, it it's like the uh, the shine on the star is just slightly dimmed, right? And for those of us who can see that in other people, 
it's pretty obvious. When we were when we were talking about uh, there was a there was an event where the company was sold, right? And so when the investors were coming in, investors look at spreadsheets, right? They don't look at anything other than spreadsheets. Of course. And so I'm the highest paid guy, and I don't have production tied to me because. I'm running other people. I'm doing the marketing thing, right? And so I knew, like, instantly, as soon as that conversation started, and, you know, the owner and I started talking about what can he and I do together after the sale, right, outside of those four walls. And we're looking at a couple of opportunities still, and it's really, really cool. But it's, you know, he's like, it's weird. I feel I feel really bad that we're having these conversations and that, you know, we expected this to be a three-year run, not a one-year run, right? Maybe four. He's like, but I am so not worried about what's going to happen with you after. And I said, bro, I, I'm, I'm honestly, I've been a caged tiger, right? I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a safari dude and I've basically been in a cage. We're going to, it'll be, it'll be totally cool. So that conversation was like somebody opening that door of the cage up so I can go back out and, and do the hunt and do the prowl and do all the fun stuff, you know, be the Terry that we all know you to be. I can't wait. It's going to be great. I'm going to be a part of it. I don't know exactly how yet, but I know I'm going to be a part of it. Let's go. And the world will be better for what you will put out there from a contribution perspective. Do you have something on the horizon that if someone listening is interested in learning more about what the next Terry Bean is all about, is there a place you want us to point people to? Yeah, for sure. You know, it's funny. Trybean.com has been my website for, I don't know, 2009, 2010 timeframe. And uh, it's getting a makeover as we speak. So I don't know if you'll see the old one, you'll see the new one. Uh, you know, you can go into way back and check out the old one, <laughs> but it's going to be, it's going to be kind of cool. So I'm going to do a much better job of leveraging that as the home and driving traffic specifically there, right? As opposed to, you know, you, you've probably heard me talk about people have marketing funnels. I had marketing sieves. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go out, I'd collect a bunch of people, I'd bring them in and they'd go through the sieve and they'd go back out to the universe. They didn't, they weren't directed anywhere specifically. Yeah. So, you know, again, lessons learned on how to continually be better that's a good one. I'm also uh, really easy to find on social media. LinkedIn's my preferred. So if you look at linkedin.com slash in slash Terry Bean. So I'm either Terry Bean or Try Bean everywhere on the socials. And one of the most active pages out there on LinkedIn. So if, if you're seeking community, if you're seeking connection, if you're seeking a uh, way to have dialogue with other smart people, I would say hop on Terry Bean's uh, LinkedIn page and just get involved in the community. And there's always some interesting conversations going on. So I thank you for that, Terry. This is, uh, I think this is your fourth time on the show. So I think you're like leading these days as the uh, repeat wow. guest. All right. Well, we're just going to end the show right there because I don't want to clue any of you into the bonus material that can be found if you were to come back and visit my LinkedIn profile on every other Wednesday when we drop the video-enabled portion of the So You're in Sales podcast where there's bonus material 
that is not shared in this version of the podcast. So please mark your calendars for next Wednesday. So really what we're telling you is there's a version of the So You're in Sales podcast every Wednesday of the month. If you like video, then you want to choose the opposite Wednesdays. If you like the audio-based version, then you're going to continue on the schedule that you've been following up until this point. If you didn't follow the Sitch, the Situation, Inspiration, Truth, Channel, and Humor, what a great way to give yourself a framework to really understand how it is that you're going to market yourself and your business to your prospects. That alone was worth the price of admission, but there was a lot more that we shared in the course of that discussion that I hope you found valuable. I hope that there are segments of the show that you might be willing to share with other people that you feel would also benefit from hearing this conversation. We're all remaking ourselves in some way, shape, or form right now, so seeing other people do it successfully is really important for us as we're all considering our own roadmaps back to whatever version of ourselves the post-pandemic economy is going to create for us. If you've not already done so, please subscribe to the show. Doing so gives us the opportunity to continue to solicit high-quality guests like the one that you heard today. Until next time, this is Roger signing off.